you will find in many countries of the world that people are sitting with a choice. Ah, do I want the best technology or do I want basic technology and then I can buy so other stuff? Mm -hmm. And these choices are choices that people make every day. And that's that was the challenge that we sort of were looking at. Welcome back to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators who are transforming health. I'm Logan Plaster. My guest this week is Ole Nielsen, CEO and co-founder of GoPen. Ole is part of our type 1 diabetes moonshot, and as you'll hear, he and his team have built a new kind of insulin pen, one that is affordable and accessible to all while also adhering to the absolute highest standards of quality. In our conversation, we'll hear about why a more accessible insulin pen could change millions of people's lives. We'll also get a glimpse into the uniquely challenging startup journey of developing a physical medical device. Ole and his team have been winning awards and grants on a regular basis, but the road is still steep. Whether it's negotiating with a manufacturer across the globe or getting FDA approval, bringing a medical device to market as a startup with limited funds is a challenge that could intimidate even the most market-tested CEOs. Ole pulls back the curtain and lets us see that challenge from the inside and shows us where he's climbing next. Let's get to it. Ole Nielsen, CEO and co-founder at GoPen, thank you so much for joining me for Startup Health Now. Thank you, Logan. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, happy to be part of uh, the crowd. It's uh, such a so it's a pleasant group both to to join and to learn from. Thank you. Where are you calling in from today, just so our audience knows? Yeah, so uh, I'm sitting a little bit north of Copenhagen. Uh, right now, uh, unfortunately, the weather is, is not so good. It's raining a little bit, but um, elsewise, uh, it's in the afternoon here. So, so um, I hope the lighting is all right. Yes, you look great. You look great. And for those <laughs> listening on the podcast, they won't have to worry about that at all. So okay, I love that you're ca calling from Copenhagen because you're part of our new T1D Moonshot community, which has been very international. Um, and I don't know, before we even get into the conversation, you've been a part of some of these conversations, a lot of T1D companies coming from Europe. You know, any thoughts on what that is is coming out of or, the, or that global energy in that group? No, I think um, a lot of the T1D uh, sort of community work and, and companies that have come out is probably coming out of um, the, the European cluster around diabetes. So um, it's uh, 100 years ago, a company called Novo Nordisk was founded based on, you know, the first industry to do to, together with Lily to uh, commercialize insulin. And actually this year, is the first is hundred years ago since it was commercialized. So so that that may want be one of the reasons why there's so many companies are working on T1D. Then there is a, a significant accelerator in in um, Bern called Diabetes Center Bern. They're doing a lot as well and a lot of focused in, uh, efforts on T1D as well. So so super cool guys down there as well. Very interesting. Okay, so we're going to talk about the work that you're doing with GoPen. You've come up with this uh, exciting way to make insulin pen technology available to millions of people potentially uh, who are suffering from diabetes. And so I want to talk about the challenge first uh, for those listening to the podcast or the show who are less familiar with diabetes. Can you start by explaining yeah. why the world needs an, an insulin pen for all? This, this, this slogan that you have, you know. Yeah, thank what you. Is, what is that core challenge? Yeah, so 
it's in essence uh, the same challenge as uh, as a hundred years ago. Um, uh, in- insulin, as I told you before, uh, was in- invented a hundred years ago, and um, um, unfortunately, um, it's not so easy to administer. You need to be super precise on 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 how to dose it correctly, um, and. One of the biggest innovations over the last 50 years has been the introduction of insulin pens. So this was uh, an, an effort to sort of, sort of to make it more easy and comfortable for the for the uh, insulin user. So um, insulin is a, is a is a protein that uh, you need as a person with diabetes. If you are type one, you don't produce it anymore. If you're type two, you may produce it, but you're in you are you. It doesn't really work for you, so you need quite high concentrations of it. So you you basically have to supplement uh, every day with insulin and keeping that uh, constant. If you get too much, it's not so good. If you get too little, it's not so good either, and uh, and uh, can actually have serious health consequences. So having just the right dose is super important. Um, so with the introduction of the insulin pens fifty years ago uh, and with the new ones coming on, that has really taken the market um, quite interesting and quite a big part of the market. So you would see that still between uh, uh, maybe even 80% of the market is using insulin pens. But that leaves and uh, the last 20% or 15, uh, 11 to 15 million people, depending a little bit on how you count. That's a significant proportion of people who are living in the uh, with insulin um, but they're using syringes to inject it. And we know that, uh, for instance, even in U.S., one out of five will, uh, or one out of four will actually skip insulin injections every day. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that ruins this fine balance that you have to, to uh, have with the diabetes uh, management and with the insulin management. So having access to um, easy-to-use uh, technology has been seen by many and are used by many as something. Unfortunately, it's not it's not readily available for everybody. Okay. You will find in many countries of the world that people are sitting with a choice, ah, do I want the best technology or do I want basic technology and then I can buy so- other stuff. Mm. And these choices are, um, are, are choices that people make every day. And that's that was the challenge that we sort of were looking at. What do you say other stuff? You mean just like taking care of, of daily life, right? Yeah, this could be food. Ooh, it, could how be, it, it, it could be, you know, everything where the, you, that you need money for. Yeah. Uh, you have to, every, every you, you, I know at least my bank account uh, uh, does run out of money, so I have to sort of prioritize, and so do everybody else. And yeah. and uh, we this is, this is we're talking about the uh, people that, that have to be even more considerate than I am lucky not to be, so, yeah. Can you help us by just putting a face on that challenge of someone who's had to make a financial decision to not get a, an insulin pen, but instead rely on syringes? How does that impact their life? Well, I can tell you a few years ago, I was um, I was working in a in a large corporation in Denmark and uh, was, was so lucky to have the job of going to uh, all sorts of places. I was in, I don't know how many different places where people where well, I met people using insulin and many times in, in vials and syringes. And one particular guy, Pak Vaslu, he struck me as, as, a, as an example. He went to the doctor in the morning to get his shot of insulin because he was 
he was blind, he poor dexterity, so he, he couldn't do it himself. So he spent more money on going to the doctor as, uh, uh, and, and getting his insulin shot uh, all the same money that he, on the on the doctor and the insulin shot that he actually spent on transportation going there and every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he bought insulin by the shot and it just, uh, this guy was, you know, happy, living a wonderful life, but his whole life was about um, uh, making sure that he had blood, stable blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about GoPen, this company that you have built. You're building off of uh, extensive experience that you had uh, in this market already, right? Through Nova yeah. Nordisk and, and with your, your co-founder. So let's talk about the pen itself, what you developed and what makes it unique on the market. Yeah, well, so there are insulin pens on the market today. There are several types, some with refillable cartridges, some that are durables. And and what we have said, we wanted to make an insulin pen that a user like Pack that I, ta- that I talked about earlier would be able to afford something that is in the his realm. So instead of uh, inventing, um, you know, the from the top, you sort of invented four pack. So what are the things you need to cut away to actually meet the payment criteria that he has every day? So we set out to say, okay, he is paying for something. What if we replace that with something better? And what could that be? And that was actually the design criteria from the beginning. And I was so lucky to to start up the company together with Mikhail, my old friend from the army of all places. And and uh, and Mikhail has been designing a lot of the insulin pens um, that Novo Nordisk has on the market today. And yes, he's holding uh, uh, the authorship, co-authorship of 29 insulin pen patents. So he knew what he was actually talking about. And then together, we we we, did, we took a look at, at this um, this concept and said, yeah, this could, this is the way it could look like. So we have designed an insulin pen where a person would fill up the 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 reservoir at home, and then attach it to an insulin pen that is durable that can last for three years, and then they would have access to an insulin pen at this daily going going price as you would pay for insulin syringes. So that's that's the trade off. You would have to do something extra, but you would. Have, be able to get uh, get it um, accessible for everybody. That's yeah. the concept. How are you able to accomplish that? I mean, it seems like if uh, you know a larger company wanted to do the same pen for for less to make it more accessible to more people, that they might have tried to do that. Well, what was the sort of the, what was the trick? First of all, we are selling it uh, without insulin, so it, it's being sold with uh, empty. Okay. And it, it can be used for more than one brand of insulin. Oh, okay. So it's uh, instead of instead of uh, saying it's for a particular brand, uh, we have opened it up and said, okay, we we want to uh, in the U.S. first go for two different brands of insulin uh, that it can be used for with the same purpose. So, of uh, in our case, we're going for two fast-acting brands uh, to start with, and then later on we will come with more uh, more their variants. You're you're attacking this issue of accessibility in a huge way. You you have this person in your mind. You want it to be available to this person, and for yeah. that to be possible, it has to be affordable. And yet, I know from your experience that uh, you are going after the highest level of quality and design. So, talk to me just philosophically. 
how you marry affordability and accessibility over here with high, high quality over here? It's, it's actually pretty simple because um, there is a set of standards that you have to follow for to actually get an insulin pen on the market. And that those standards, uh, we are following them and they're pretty tough. So it's not that it's not easy peasy to go out there. So of course we knew we had to develop something that would be a very, very good pen. But we also took the, 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 the make, made the choices of saying, then there are stuff that you need to do yourself. There are stuff that we, we would leave to the user, which they can do already now. So we're not asking them to do stuff they're not already doing. We're asking them to fill a syringe. Every day, they're filling a syringe. So we're not asking them to do new stuff, but just combine some of the things they do today with actually having access to a modern pen. Yeah. Your company's been hitting some great milestones. You've won uh, various awards. I recall one at the ADA, uh, getting a lot of recognition. You've got great experience on your team. And yet I know from talking to you that you're facing all the same challenges that a startup in uh, that is creating an actual device comes up against. And I wondered if you could just sort of tell us about what that journey is like to be working towards a physical product and just some of the challenges that come with that. Yeah, but we are in, in, in physical product development and you know, um, um, it's like um, yeah, you see the top of a mountain in, uh, in the far away and uh, when you're standing far away from a mountain, it looks like uh, there's a linear path towards that mountain. And the closer you get to the top, you find out, oh my God, then there's a little valley that you didn't see from afar and then yeah. you need to go on that and then you need to go up again and there's another little valley and then you need to go up and you'll reach the, the top also and suddenly maybe the, 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 you were thinking there's a linear sort of path to the top, but there's all sorts of little valleys and sort of uh, places that you have to go first. And, um, and when you are in the deepest valley and uh, the difference to, to the linear expect, expected path, that's when you need to uh, manage communications. That's where you need to manage a lot of expectations because you have... Somebody that are expecting we're here and you're actually somewhere else. And uh, and and that's why, for instance, winning the ADA uh, Innovation Challenge, that was something that, you know, just it, uh, we call it an orange in the turban. It was a sort of, uh, it was just so nice um, uh, it was to, to get this validation, somebody else looking at us saying that what we are going and what we are developing, developing is actually something that would create a lot of value for a lot of patients. And we were so thankful for that because developing products that are medical devices that are well tested and going through all the regulatory processes, it's just a lot of work before actually trying to get or getting sales. So, yeah. so, so therefore we need, you know, someone like you, someone like uh, ADA, even uh, the D Diabetes Center Band, which we won uh, a competition last fall. That and going through these processes and learning together with these people are just so valuable for someone small like us. How challenging is it to communicate that longer journey to a an investor or a potential partner uh, if they maybe they don't understand the valleys that are gonna they're gonna come and um, and be challenging along the way? I think. Um, I, it's interesting because um, from the beginning you need to have a story that you believe in. You need to have a some some basic beliefs that will not change. And we've been so lucky that we we had that. 
then on the way, all sorts of things, opportunities arise. Oh, it can also be used for that. It can be used for this application. And, and these are actually important things that add value to your company. Mm. But you need to do one thing at a time. You need to stay the course. You need to sort of make sure that you, you, you do that. So, so how, to, how to manage that uh, and get that long-term, have a compelling story, make sure that you are uh, true to what you are, true to your own story and true to your own beliefs, honestly, because it's, uh, it's also when, when you are in that little valley and they're so far up to the expected growth, that's also where, where you need to go back and pull out your energy again because yeah. it is journey that where you need to sort of make sure that you have batteries included as you yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. What do you do when you're in those valleys to keep your energy up, to sort of stay focused and get back in the zone? I'm, I'm an extrovert, so I need to be with people. I need to share my you know frustrations. I need to share my ups and downs and I need to just yes. suck up the energy that people can uh, uh, luckily give. And sometimes they will give you a, a, a kick on, uh, uh, on the, over the, the shin and then you are you're just then working again. So all sorts of little uh, little good things that we give each other and that's that's the energy that yeah, that basically is, is, is helping a lot. Yeah, well, what's next for GoPad? What should we look, look forward to over the next six to 12 months? Well, we are in a process now with the, the FDA uh, it's super super interesting we we also uh, raising capital so um we are in the f- fortunate situation that we got a very large grant from the european union of two and a half million euro uh we've had we've got first half of that tranche we will get the other half uh, uh, when we f- complete some milestones probably by march next year and then uh we want to be ready for 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 uh, and, and to be able to produce so we want to uh, uh, get some capital for that. So we, the European Union, the European Investment Bank will come with half of the capital. We're looking for 6 million euro. And uh, so that's uh, $6.4 million. And uh, half of that is matched already. And then we, we're looking for a lead investor to, to, to take um, 25% of the other half. So that, that, that's how it looks. So gotcha. yeah, well, we, we, I'm a, you would, if you are in the investment community, you would probably, uh, I hope that you've seen my slide deck uh, uh, sort of moving around. Very nice. Oh, what's a piece of advice you might give to a, another founder who's maybe earlier in their process? They're still looking at the mountain and they haven't really hit that yeah. val- valley yet, but they're working on a physical product. Yeah. They'd love to be getting some of those accolades that you've gotten from the ADA, but they're earlier in their journey. Um, you know, kind of looking back at yourself, you know, five years ago, What's maybe a piece of advice or two you might give somebody? I think, first of all, um, the story of what you are going to do is so big. You need to figure out early on who is your help, who is your helpers in telling that story. Mm. You, will, you, need, you need some kind of compelling data. You need some kind of compelling uh, person that can help you tell that story. I don't know how many times I've told the story of meeting Pagwaslu in Indonesia. It's a true story, and it's it's a real guy, and uh, he helped me a lot on to understand how it was. But I also knew that there were many like him, and so you need these elements, and then you need to be able to have that story, and and then a story of how that can be turned into a a positive value creation path for a lot of actors, because you're not alone in this. There will be 
a distribution channel that needs to earn money. There will be retailers that need to earn money on this. There need to be as you need to be able to produce it at a price that can be low enough so that uh, 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 patients can afford this. So there is a long chain of things you need to do right. So it's um, it's a it's a lovely mountain. It, I would encourage everybody that have a compelling story and that have something they want to fix to go out and do it. Uh, and uh, don't worry, uh, you will learn how to do it along the way. I love that as a storyteller, I love that emphasis on on finding a compelling story. But what strikes me about it is that it can't just be a story. Uh, your experience with Pac has clearly um, impacted you at such a deep level that the story became, you know, intrinsic for you. Uh, yeah. and and so you have to take the story in internally as well as identify it externally. Would it would you say that's right? Definitely, there will be a lot of people that are giving you the, the, the advice, no, yeah. don't do it. It's, uh, it's not possible. You can't, nobody can ever do this. This is, a, this is a red ocean market and no one has been successful here. And there will be so many people that are there. And then you will find that person or these people that are saying, oh, hey, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's, um, let's do that. And then they, that's, that's where you get that in. And, and, but it is, it is also about who you are. At least I'm somebody who wants to, to fix stuff. I want to fix a problem. That's what I'm doing here. So it's really, uh, making sure that everybody uh, that is using insulin, uh, uh, syringes out of economic reasons have access to a pen as quickly as possible. That's what I'm, what keeps me awake. I love it. I love it. Ole, I appreciate you taking the time with me today. I hope we can get this story out to more people. Appreciate you just uh, pushing diligently on this so that uh, millions of people can benefit. So uh, I wish you the best. Thanks, Logan. And thanks uh, for the opportunity for GoPen to be uh, having this prominent position here with uh, Startup Health and you. It's uh, It's been a pleasure talking to you. And you know, every time uh, I speak with you guys, I learn something new. So, so, so that's always appreciated. Thank you. Awesome. Enjoy that Danish weather, and we'll be keeping in touch. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week. <laughs>